UTIs are the worst. I've been there. One year, I had eight UTIs. If you get UTIs, then you understand how awful the cycle can be. I was taking all the precautions, and cranberry products, they just never worked for me. I was desperate for a way to be proactive. It was hard on me and on my husband. It was tough to see her in pain, and I wanted to help. I'm Jenna. And I'm Spencer. With Spencer's background in biochemistry, and our shared frustration when it came to UTIs, we were inspired to start Eucora. At Eucora, we make innovative urinary tract supplements and UTI relief products. Our effective urinary tract supplements finally give you a way to be proactive. Feel like you've tried everything? We get it. We have a money-back guarantee so you can try risk-free. If you're not happy, you'll get a full refund. We're on a mission to help women get their lives back. Ready to join them? Go to Eucora.com today. Eucora.com. Well, the mayor's been busy again. I just saw him on MSNBC moments ago, and tomorrow's a big day for the mayor. He's got the state of the city. I want to get into more of that. Last couple of days, he's got the, you know, the Feed of the Homeless initiative, something he does on Wednesday nights. I've done with him. He may be doing that later on tonight. I'm not sure. Also, really helping out the taxi drivers with this new medallion relief program. But, of course, New Yorkers want to talk about crime and asylum seekers and those two major issues. And say what you want about my friend, the mayor, Eric Adams. He does not shy away from the important topics and or the controversy. Instead, he stares it in the face and comes on with me now once or twice a month. Here he is, my friend, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. Eric, what's going on, brother? Hey, Sid, how are you, man? I hope everything is well. Uh, you know, moving straight ahead. And, you know, you said something at the opening that's so important. Uh, I'm a typical New Yorker. <laughs> you know, the average New Yorker, uh, we don't run from problems. We stare. We know that this is what's in front of us. We have to be prepared for it. You know, we don't always get it right. Uh, but it's not perfection, it's dedication. And we're going to continue to be dedicated and turn our city uh, the way we want it to be. I believe that's true, I do. But there are two criticisms, Mr. Mayor, that I get every day when it comes to the asylum seekers and the migrants and those issues, and here they are. Why doesn't the mayor call out Joe Biden by name, saying the national government, the federal government, that's not good enough? I want to hear him scream at Joe Biden. Just like I want to hear you scream, by the way, Mayor, Mr. Mayor, at uh, Andrea Stewart-Cousins and Carl Heasty and Kathy Hochul when it comes to the bail reform. That's one. The second one is we cannot be a sanctuary city and complain. You can't have it both ways. You can't be a sanctuary city and then complain about the influx of migrants. So those are the two criticisms, Mr. Mayor, I get all the time. When will he call out people by name and when will he shed Sanctuary City. Well, uh, let's peel back both of, both of those questions. Uh, number one, this is a national problem. And the national problem is a long-term and short-term sol- uh, solutions that must be addressed. reason I say national government, because we have an immigration problem that goes beyond what we're facing right now, and it needs to be fixed. And it takes Congress. And it takes the White House to accomplish that. And if we don't state national, then we're going to leave the other half of the relationship off the hook. Republicans have traditionally and continuously blocked real comprehensive immigration reform. That has to stop. We have to fix this problem. And second, 
when you look at my stating that we need a real coordination at the border, that is a responsibility that the White House must do. I made that clear over and over again. Yelling and screaming is not going to solve the problem. Now, when we talk about a sanctuary city, that is codified in law. Uh, there was a lawsuit, and I'm, this is a state and city of law and order. The courts rule that this is a sanctuary, sanctuary city. We have a moral and legal, legal obligation to fulfill that. We don't believe asylum seekers fall into the whole right to shelter conversation. This is a crisis that must be addressed based on what was created on this national uh, platform. Well, I know this. You're about to open up four more emergency hotels. I read a story, Mr. Mayor, about a soup kitchen in Brooklyn being overrun yesterday. So whatever we're doing, when I say we, I mean the federal government, Joe Biden, these other cities, and to a certain extent here in New York, it ain't working because they keep coming and we don't have the money and or the means to take care of this. So what is going to be the end? You talk about this crisis, Mr. Mayor. How's it going to end? It's getting worse. Well, well, no, and you're right. I don't believe our national government, uh, I don't believe they are doing what needs to be done to address this. But New York City is doing what it needs to be doing. I've been uh, down to the border in El Paso, and I saw people sleeping on the streets, people sleeping in airports. Uh, I'm seeing what's happening in other municipalities. That's not happening here in this city. We're overrun, but we clearly lead it. Uh, giving and per- participating in our obligation. We're doing our job. And, you know, people will critique that when I say, listen, there's no more room at the end. And the reason there's no more room at the end is because the federal government is not doing their job. But we have been responding to this crisis for several months. And I want to take my hat off to Senator Schumer and Congressman Jeffries and an entire New York delegation able to secure resources for us, but this must be fixed. It can't be just kicking the can down the road. We have to face this because we're at the end of the road. Are you still looking for a billion dollars from Biden and the White House? We, we need a billion dollars from our federal government. Remember, there's a partnership up there. You know, I know that sometimes people believe that it is solely the president, but it's a partnership in Washington, D.C. Uh, when we uh, saw the allocation of 800, over $800 million dollars, through this crisis nationally, going to all the cities that are involved, it had to come through Congress to get to success. So it's not that the president can write that check on his own. He needs participation from Congress to get things like this done. I want to go back to something you said, uh, Mr. Mayor, my friend Eric Adams here. You said the Republicans block immigration reform time and time again. That needs to stop. And I will tell you that one of the reasons why they do is because Joe Biden uses a lot of fancy words for one word that we don't want, which is called amnesty. And if that, in fact, is what the Democrats really want at the end of the day, we're going to keep blocking it because we don't want that. What about that, that uh, the amnesty word that Republicans really believe is what the Democrats really want? Well, I think Congress should come together and come to a solution so that we can get beyond it. We can't have uh, decades over decades of talking about this same issue, and now it has basically overrun our entire, not only borders, but also other cities. We're seeing what's happening in Chicago, Houston, Washington, uh, Brownsville, Texas, New York City. 
this is really unfair to those cities and it's unfair to the American people who live in these cities. And it's unfair to the migrants uh, that are, are going through this. We deserve to allow people to have a real pursuit to the American dream and citizenry, citizenship instead of what we're seeing now. Tell you what, uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, you know my my deal here, moving back into the city, you've had dinner with me, Danielle and Gabe, and the disaster back at my house in Rockaway. And so now I take the train to work every morning. I'm on the train, Eric, at a quarter to five in the morning. I mean, it is early. And I will tell you, I'm going to be honest with you, there's a lot of homeless sleeping on those trains, laying themselves out. My car this morning at 4.50 a.m., three homeless guys in my one car. Now, what I have seen and I had this argument with Curtis Sliwa and Andrew Giuliani yesterday, is police. I've now seen police two consecutive days at my train stop in the morning and going home at 42nd Street. Now, Curtis jokes that you provided me with a detail, which, of course, is not true. So on one hand, the good news is I do see the police presence, but I am seeing a lot of homeless and only a couple of days removed from that Fox News weatherman getting beat up on the subway. And the perception is still, still, Mr. Mayor, that you really can't take the subway because it's too dangerous. Well, I, you know, I, I'm going to push back on that a little because there's a customer satisfactory, satisfactory survey that's coming out, and it says just the opposite. It's saying that people are feeling more and more comfortable on the system. They're seeing the presence of a police officer. Nothing gives us uh, the feeling of safety more than that blue uniform. I say that over and over again. And, you know, let's be clear. We, we have a little over six felonies a day on our subway system that we must get rid of. We must get rid of every one of those felonies. But uh, I said, we have 2.9 million riders, Yep. 2.9 million riders. Think about that number for a moment. <laughs> and they get to and from their place of, em- of employment, school, et cetera. You take the train every day. You get to and from every day. Yep. So sometimes when those terrible incidents the unfortunate one that happened with the news reporter. Sometimes when that happens and then we see the visible disorder, we start to feel unsafe in the process. But those customer satisfactory surveys are saying, hey, we like what we're seeing. We like how they did the subway safety plan. We're moving in the right direction. We have to continue uh, to do so. But, you know, what's really challenging is that when we see that homeless person and we know they can't take care of themselves, some of our laws are restricting us from doing the involuntary removal that's needed. Police officer can't do anything if the person is unkept, is on our subway system, and is sitting on our subway system, and we know that this person needs additional. We cannot have stronger laws to allow us to carry that action out. It's really handcuffing our police officers. It's handcuffing our uh, outreach workers that are really leading this challenge of making sure that we give people the care they deserve. I said, I'm clear. It is inhumane to allow people to live on the streets, live in the subway system, if they cannot take care of their basic needs and they're in danger to themselves. That's just inhumane. And whoever wants that status quo, I don't subscribe to it. I know you don't. In fact, I do like your homeless plan. I know some of your good buddies, like Jamani Williams, very critical of what you, you put out there. But I thought it was a really good start, to be honest, Mr. Mayor. Eric Adams here again with me, Sid Rosenberg, on 77 WABC. So I see the numbers. I talked to you. I talked to Fabian, the folks at City Hall. Murders are down. 
robberies are down, rapes are down, not every number is down, hate crimes no good, Jews and Asians still being hunted in this city, and assaults are still up. But five of the seven major categories, Mr. Mayor, the numbers are down. You wouldn't know that or think that based on what people say on the streets and even guys at the station. But that happens to be the truth. So are you feeling like there's a real reason for optimism in this city that crime really is on its way down despite the perception? Well, my optimism comes from the police commissioner. I think Keyshawn Sue, Commissioner Sue, Sue uh, is a real leader. Uh, we have uh, chief of department. Uh, Chief Madry, Chief of Patrol, uh, Chief John Shell. I think that we are moving in a direction of where we need to be traveling to, and I think it's imperative that we that we stay there. You know, and I said earlier, uh, 2.9 million riders, but it's actually 3.9 million riders, and that leadership that we're seeing in our system is going to really move us in the right in the right direction. And so we we know that a city of this size, that there's 1,700 people uh, said that we have identified that are repeated violent offenders, 1,700. So we have to go to Albany and zero in on those 1,700 and come up with ways to keep them off the street. And I'm looking forward to speaking with the leadership and the assembly, the leadership in the Senate, and lean into those real ways of having a holistic approach of dealing with uh, public safety in the city. They're engaged. They want to do that. And I think we can find the solutions to make our city well, but safe. Wait, but, but, you, but, you, but, but you've already done this, Mr. Mayor. You went up there. You took it very seriously, talking about bail reform and, and recidivism and all these things. And as far as I know, basically, Stuart Cousins and Heasty and those folks up there in Albany kind of slammed the door and said, no, thanks. We got it covered. You go back to your nice little city of Manhattan. We got it covered. Now, of course, I may be exaggerating here, but that's kind of the way it was explained to us. What makes you think, Mr. Mayor, that if you go back there and try the same thing, that this time it's going to work? Well, number one, I I served in Albany. And anyone that's familiar with Albany knows uh, that uh, you don't get everything you want on your first visit and your first try. Look at the list of things we ask for in Albany around child care, around hotel conversion, around earned income tax credit. We had a list of approximately 10 things that we needed from Albany. And you know what? We got eight of those 10. Two things we disagree, and we got modifications on some of the criminal justice stuff. That's a real win in Albany. You don't get everything you want, and oftentimes you may get one or two items. I got just the opposite. I had a successful a year in Albany on those important things that's improving the lives of New Yorkers, put money back in the pockets of middle-income, low-income New Yorkers. That's a real W for us. And you don't want to burn bridges that you're going to have to cross again. And I got to cross that bridge again this year when I go to Albany and lean into those recidivist problems that we're having. Now, the cover of today's New York Post, Mr. Mayor, there's a street in the Bronx, and these, these owners, like, you know, John Katsimatidis, a mutual friend of ours, dear friend, his stores, Christides, D'Agostinos, they get robbed all the time. The bodegas, they're like freaking out. They get robbed all the time, and now you got this street in the Bronx that basically they've said the police, not enough. We, we got we to gotta actually police our own block. Now, when you see something like that, that's a little embarrassing, to be honest. What are your thoughts on the cover of today's New York Post?
and 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 no, it, it breaks my heart when I see uh, people walking into stores, uh, stealing whatever they want. That happens all over the country, and you know we need to look at social media role in this also. And one day you should do a show just on uh, what social media is doing <laughs> to our our families. You're right. City. You're right. But I, but. Uh, let's be clear. We had a summit two weeks ago with major chain stores, major retail and stores, police, prosecutors. We all came together and said, how do we zero in on these retail thefts? And we have a combination. Number one, some of these folks said is organized crime. They're stealing the items. They're having boosters going still and they're selling them on the Internet. On the Internet, we partnered with the AG, uh, Letitia James who went after a large chain. Others, we have people who have real drug problems, people who have real uh, problems around uh, uh, substance abuse. We want to now take those individuals, instead of them repeatedly participating in this crime, we want to take them and now give them the necessary services they need and try to put them on a pathway of not being arrested 40 times for the same action. If you have a drug problem, let's give you the service you need. Right. If you have a, a, a food problem, let's give you the service you need. Now, those who don't listen, then we need to go the criminal justice route, but we should start siphoning off those and identify the needs that they have so you don't have to go in and commit these crimes. But the organized crime aspect of it, the law enforcement must arrest and prosecute and hold them accountable. Uh, Mr. Mayor, that's a great job. Thank you so much. Good luck tomorrow with the state of the city. We'll all be watching. Keep uh, keep working, man. I mean, I see a difference. I do. I'm back in the city living here. I do. And uh, keep up the good work, and we'll talk again very soon. Maybe I'll see you tonight. I'm not sure. But either way, thank you for coming on this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care, sir. All right, brother. There he is, uh, the mayor, Eric Adams. Andrew Giuliani just sent me a text. He's wrong. He sent me a text that all the numbers are up. It's wrong. Crime is up across the board except for shootings and murders. That's incorrect. Rape is down. There are certain assaults that are down. Five of the seven major numbers I saw this morning are down, but it doesn't matter. I love Andrew Giuliani to death, but certain people are never going to like the mayor no matter what. It's like with Trump. You know, if he found the cure for cancer, they say he put doctors out of work. I've been hearing a lot about Lang Insurance. They sell luxury home insurance to high net worth individuals in all 50 states. Call Kevin Lang at Lang Insurance. Call 866-964-4434. He's an expert in reviewing your current coverage to save you money, leaving you with your current insurance company or moving you to a less expensive one. Kevin speaks with every new client. Your call, they quote, you save. That's 866-964-4434 or visit Lang. I- INS.com.